Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 101, 101, girls. Ooh. How is everyone doing? Yeah. Yay, 101. I'm right. doing good. I, I honestly... <laughs> 100 episodes is like, who would have thought when we started in that small little room in your garage <laughs> with the boxes all piled around us and the penis on the wall and, and the small little beer refrigerator behind Richard. us that we yeah. would be here at episode 101. I, I think that's really amazing and especially... 101, given that we've had to, uh, you know, switch gears and uh, re-conform uh, the way that we are doing things and just figure out how to do things all over again. Like, that's a big deal. So we're awesome, and congratulations <laughs> to us. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yay, I mean, us. We've been Hello. able to do this, like, now for 100, 100 plus episodes, and it's... Like, apparently yeah. we got a lot to say. <laughs> like, I do miss meeting up with you both, uh, even though we recorded on a different schedule before, um, and it was, wasn't as often. I do miss meeting in person because we would always go out to eat after, and that was the <laughs> best part. But oh, yeah. I actually prefer that we meet once a week now. Yes. Um, it, it's, it, it helps me, um, to just really stay on top of things in the comic book world, but also in this, um, new land of social distancing. It's really nice to see both of your faces <laughs> once a week. Yeah, no, totally. And, um, I really, I, like I I definitely miss when we used to go to breweries and go through the books and eat food and drink beer. It was just just amazing. I mean, it seems like so long ago, but I definitely really enjoy seeing you guys once a week and, you know, currently talk about comic book stuff. And it just it's it's a different mm -hmm. kind of cool. But I definitely miss the miss. I, I miss oh, hanging yeah. out together. No, yeah. And stuff. But. Oh, <laughs> the tales, the Korean barbecue uh, <laughs> restaurant can tell. <laughs> the baby bok choy. Oh, yeah. oh I know. love baby bok choy. <laughs> oh, <sighs> eating until our tummy couldn't hold anymore and then eating even more. <laughs> Real good. Oh, yeah. Then going for ice cream across the street. Oh my gosh. Good times. Oh. Looking for toilet oh paper. God. Oh yeah, in the beginning of the in the beginning of all of this COVIDness, we uh, we were on the hunt like everybody else for toilet paper and there was none to be found. So we had ice cream instead. <laughs> <laughs> that is super awesome. So what's up with you, uh, Kristen? What's going on? Well, I am just chugging along on my challenge, my running challenge. I just bought brand new shoes. Uh, for those of you who do not know, even though I talk about it all the time, um, I have 
challenged myself to cover 2,021 miles in the year 2021. And I just hit my 200 mile mark at the end of January and it was time for new running shoes. So I went down and braved the crowds at the Citadel um, in commerce wow. today. And it was so packed it was so freaking wow. packed but i only went to one store and even to get into that one store the line was like the shortest compared to oh my gosh the line in front of michael kors was so freaking long it was wow. so long wow. i'm like i'm not that bougie i just is want michael running shoes. kors even <laughs> so, bougie? like mm. uh, i i mean if you're gonna try to make me pay like over a certain amount of money for a purse, then yes, I consider you bougie. <laughs> like, like, if I'm going to be paying a lot of money for but... a purse, it's not going to be Michael Kors. It's going to be like, uh, like Balenciaga or Louis Vuitton or something. Like, uh, it's not Michael yeah. Kors. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that the price tags in there are way above my means. And so that's bougie to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you try if you try to sell me a keychain for over fifty dollars, <laughs> then yes, <laughs> I consider you bougie. Um, but uh, the coolness about these uh, outlets is that I pay instead of one big price for one pair of shoes, I got to buy one for the same for the regular price, and then get the second shoe, uh, second pair of shoes half off. So that was totally worth it to me to drive down to Commerce, which was actually the drive wasn't that far. Uh, and it was a weekend. It was a Sunday. So the, the L.A. traffic was totally good. And I got two new pairs of shoes and I'm so excited. And though those that, ladies and gentlemen, those shoes is <laughs> what um, gives me joy these days. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh well yeah, I mean like now that I'm I've binged the first season of uh, Bling Empire on Netflix. Ooh. Uh yeah, Michael Kors doesn't seem to be like the high end of stuff. <laughs> but still a fifty dollar keychain is not my idea of of no, that's yeah. just not something I'm gonna do. I no. guess everything's relative. Everything <laughs> is relative. Right? Like there's some stuff that they talk about in there that I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? What is this shit? Like, obviously, um, I'm not meant to know because, you know, I don't have that type of money to drop on stuff. But, uh, Jen, what, what's up with you? What, what have you well, been up to? much of the same. Honest? No. Okay, no. Uh, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit because school starts in, like, less than two weeks. And I am, like, I got all my documents in, my financial aid, and I was just, like, thinking about it. And I was just like, I'm going to be in school with 17-year-olds. What the fuck is this? There's, like, a 10-year <laughs> difference. There's a 10-year difference between us. And I'm just all like, like y'all are babies. Y'all, like, y'all are the age of my little brother. And I was just like, the the saving grace is that I'm going to be only strictly upper division classes. So there will be no babies present oh, yeah. unless this is a very smart baby. Um, um, which, okay, fine. Um, uh, but I, I like, I've just been, I just, I'm still playing Genshin. I'm still being the gotcha's whore. Um, uh, 
because <laughs> there's, there's a new there's a new event that drops in two days and i was just and I, in my head i was already okay this is how much i can spend on it and still be okay with my bills uh that's like i was already setting money aside <laughs> for this new event and i was just all like oh god, god damn it i was like i really really am the gotcha's whore right now like mihoyo has me by uh my by metaphysical balls let's just say <laughs> but that's, that's how my days i love that <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's super funny well, I bought these uh, wine color, knee-high kind of velour uh, boots Ooh. that were on sale on Amazon. And they came in and they fit and they're beautiful. But I returned them because <gasps> I have nowhere to wear them. No, oh, that's wear them. So what? <laughs> it, it, it just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So, and it actually made oh. me unhappy. So I returned them. So, oh. but I have other boots. Yeah. So, but it just, it was, it just kind of like really emphasized where my mind is right now. Like there was even a moment where like th- th- so much was going on in life that um, I, I couldn't, even Color Street wasn't mm-hmm. making me happy. <gasps> like, and that's really major. Shut your okay? mouth. <laughs> where is the blasphemy, but i gotta tell you i'm back in the on the color street uh wagon because um (laughs) like i yeah it just uh now uh i'm doing them every week i'm changing the color only because i have so much of it same here same here oh my gosh i have to just start sending my partials to my mother because i'm running (laughs) out of space in the jar but i want to open new packs Yes, uh, absolutely. I'm right there with you. And um, and I was just looking on your online stock and I was just like, I could order the that uh, glow in the dark <laughs> Halloween. Like, I'll just have it on hold till next Halloween. Like, but um, that's pretty much what I'm hoarding right now is uh, so right now I'm like just I'm, I'm you know, turning them around. I'm 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 uh, changing them every week. And so I created an Instagram page oh. called mm-hmm. called Shiny. And I, I'm going to change, every time I change a color, I'm just going to post it. Oh, cool. Uh, because one of the things I notice is like, oh, this is so beautiful, but mm-hmm. nobody gets to see it. Yeah. So like, because I don't go out, you right, know. Right, yeah. So what um, I know it brings me joy. And I know that I love looking at my nails when mm-hmm. they're done. Me too. So, so I think, well, you know what? I'm just going to post it on Instagram and see if it brings somebody else joy. Nice. You know, because sometimes when you see the color of the color shoot website, it doesn't really reflect how it actually yes, looks. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And it's just so much more beautiful on like a real person uh-huh. than whatever it is they're doing <laughs> over there to make their pictures. But uh, but that's actually where my mind is right now. I feel I'm pretty I feel pretty happy right now. Uh, there was a few weeks ago that I wasn't feeling so good yeah. and I just was like uh, I dropped out of like all this color street stuff and I was like man I must really feel down if I'm not even being happy just to change my nail color you yeah. know like it's the little things so um so I'm kind of really happy and excited about that and also I'm super loving this weather I just really love it <laughs> waking up in the cold weather just under the covers oh, it's just I didn't get bed. I didn't get out of bed until 12 today it was... <laughs> oh, that sounds actually kind of nice. I've been getting up naturally 
By that, I mean no alarm, no outside stimulus, nothing. I just been my eyes popping open at between 4 and 4.30 I'm sorry for your loss. every day for the past, like, Whoa. three weeks. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> so, I have been getting up and going out. This morning, I was out the door to run a little after 6 o'clock in the morning. And it's so cold outside, especially when the sun isn't out yet. So, uh, it's, um, it's super cold. It's definitely weather that you want to be snuggled up under a blanket with your warm pajamas on. <laughs> yeah. And lately Taffy has been getting on the bed and just coming up towards me when I'm sleeping and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> extra love. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, before La Hora de la Cervecita, we are going to do the drawing for the oh, Quince yeah, definitive yeah. bilingual hardcover edition autographed uh, we and as uh, you know usually people that do these drawings they have them like on a little ferris wheel on the internet yeah. well I'm doing it old school I have it in a bowl <laughs> wait what's I on that bowl these, it's some, some little oh. design it's from it's Target oh it's cute though <laughs> it's it's cute. Okay, so I have all of the entries in here. I have the YouTube stuff and the ones that uh, did the rating and reviews on uh, Apple Podcasts nice. or iTunes. And the winner is Punk, Funk, <laughs> and Junk. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to repick. You have to repick. That's oh. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Second drawing here. <laughs> but that's a cool ass name though. That okay, that uh, is the name of his original um web design. Web, he was a web designer when, when I first met him and that was his original like business name or whatever. Uh Ooh. And also our first eBay when we were selling on eBay, that was our store's name, wow. Punk Funkin' Duck. Or we're our seller, our seller ID, Punk Funkin' Duck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know he doesn't like it when called old. Oh, <laughs> is he really? No, no he's, he's not. not old. He looks young. <laughs> so okay. now the secret's out. We have our significant <laughs> others um, write reviews. <laughs> oh darn it! I should have had my husband. I should have had my husband write one too. Damn it. <laughs> Okay, guys, the winner of Quince, the hardcover definitive bilingual edition from Fanbase Press, is Mono Mythic. Mono Mythic. Mono Mythic. Yeah, which is a cool name, too. It's M O N O M Y T H I C. Cool. Mono Mythic. Mono Mythic, congratulations. You have won the Quince definitive bilingual hardcover edition autographed by. Um, uh, the creators and also the uh, people who have contributed to the uh, Definitive Bilingual Edition Hardcover Edition. So congratulations Yay! and thank you everybody who participated. Uh, we are so grateful and because this was such a success, we may plan other drawings. So thank you so much, guys. All right, guys, it's now time for lap. What time is it, Kristen? What now time? it's time. <laughs> Es la hora de la cervecita. Ooh. And 
and today yes. we have um, a beer from a brewery that is very close to my heart because it is literally in my backyard. Um, nah, not literally in my backyard. That would be Strand. Uh, Dudes is about a mile away. Um, walking there is almost exactly a mile from my house. But it is within walking distance and that's all I need to know. So today we are trying the Dudes Brewing Company Peach Berliner White. And Ooh. it is um, a, a Berliner Weiss, and it says peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man. By a man. <laughs> <laughs> In a brewery downtown. Sorry, we couldn't help ourselves. Behold the nectar of the beer gods, our seasonal peach ale. Yes, this is seasonal. It comes out usually during the summertime, but they had so much of it this year, I'm, I'm assuming, because because um, COVID and they didn't have that many people coming as usual. Um, but this Berliner Weiss style brew is a little sweet, a little sour, and a whole lot of refreshing. With big flavor and a low alcohol content, forget it, I'm out. <laughs> just kidding (laughs) it's the perfect dude to soak in that summer social oh socal sun uh moving to the country gonna drink me a a lot of peaches (laughs) this is is gonna drink me a lot of juice box peaches okay we'll stop cheers dude Okay, where is that from? Because you were singing it's a song. I know, but what's a song from the nineties? From the nineties? Yeah, it's it's. uh, I forgot what the name of the band is, but um, let's see. It doesn't tell me what what band, but it's moving to the country. Gonna eat me a lot of peaches. And it's I, I've I feel always loved like that you're song. trying to it's, unlock it's, uh, some primordial memory from my brain of when I was like three. That sounds very familiar to me. Is it like okay? Eddie says, "Oh, it's Presidents of the Presidents United, States, of the United of America. States of America." Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I just looked it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that 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 totally sounds like a Presidents of the United States of America song, especially the way that you were singing it. Very twangy. Oh man, it it's it's a fun song. It's um it's it's uh anyway, so when when I saw this, I didn't read the the uh can, but I was like every time I saw the can, it would mm-hmm. remind me of that song. Yeah. So How it funny. makes sense. And you didn't even know that it was on there? I didn't even know. Like when you started reading, I was like, "Oh shit, they played the song." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to open up the beer, and I've had this before. Same, I've had it before um, too. Because like I said, Dudes is literally a mile away from my house. And um, I would say that I was probably mm, a, going to Dudes for a good two or three years before I realized that Dudes is literally named after the dude from that movie. Uh, what's that? Big Lebowski. Yes, Big Lebowski. <laughs> And after I realized it, I noticed it all over the place Mm -hmm. in the brewery. But see, I've never seen that movie, so... Oh, um, really? Yeah, no, I never have. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, back in the day when you were able to, like, drink at at the brewery, uh, you would go into the restroom and there was a lot of, like, the dude quotes. Oh, Oh, see? I probably saw them and didn't Mm -hmm. even realize it. 
but no it's it's a lot of fun and when you get their tasters the, their flight it comes in a pin pin um, a bowling like pin. from bowling pin uh, yes. shape yes and and the little cups are on top uh, because it was part of the movie is like about they're they takes place in a bowling alley and mm. stuff like that oh. there's like a uh, there's a like a dream caption segment kind of a coming uh dream sequence that takes care of uh, part in a bowling alley and stuff so like that. I haven't seen stuff any... went right over my head because I never saw the movie. And also, oh how gosh. do they get away with this? Like, isn't this stuff, like, copyrighted or something? Trademarked or something? Know. I don't know, but uh, but it, it's been working for several years. Yeah, and, it has, and, and they have there. multiple locations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They have one in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh... uh you had a, held it up in a glass. Can you uh, describe the color that you're seeing there? It's pretty light. It it's a golden it's a golden color. Really, it really is kind of a translucent golden. If you hold it up to the light, um, it has uh, and you can see the carbonation bubble. So it has a fair amount of carbonation. It's um yeah definitely golden. Very appealing, like a maybe like a little bit of of rose hue, but definitely golden. It almost Definitely. looks like champagne. Um, I'd like to, yes, exactly. Um, I'd like to take a moment to shout out Brandon at Dudes. He has been behind the counter throughout this whole pandemic, and he actually hooked this one up for us. He gifted this up Ooh. to us. Oh, so thank nice. you so much, Brandon. Uh, Brandon at Dudes, thank you so much for this beer. We are enjoying it on our podcast, and we are reviewing it today. So, girls, what do you think so far of the taste? So this is Kristen, and to me, it is way more tart than it is sweet, which is what yes. I always expect of a Berliner Weiss. I know we had one the other day that wasn't the case. Um, and I don't know what the issue is here, but I do not taste <laughs> nary a peach. Really? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like roll it around in my mouth and like I don't taste peach. I like how it looks with my nails, my color street nails. <clears throat> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks super sexy. Like I taste more grapefruit than peach. Mm, yeah. No, you're right. Um so I think dudes is the only place that I've had a sour that I've actually enjoyed. And that's because they made a Jolly Rancher themed sour. That was, yes, that one it was, was so delicious. good. It was absolutely delicious. Yes. And drinking this, I was just, I just remembered like instant, like I just had like an instant taste flashback to that Jolly Rancher one. <laughs> and this isn't as good as that one, but I, I, I'm enjoying it. But you are right. I'm tasting more like. It's very tart, so I think that maybe that brings out the grapefruit yeah. flavor that you described, because yeah. that's that's definitely what mm-hmm. I'm getting, like a grapefruit toronja kind of flavor. So and not really peach. Mm-hmm. There's like a little, there's like a subtle sweetness, but it's like um, um, it's not as prevalent as the tartness. But I don't mind it actually. I don't mind this kind of the the sour notes uh and the tartness for this one i'm actually enjoying it a lot i can see how this is a lot more enjoyable in the summer yeah yes. this, this is definitely yeah. something that mm-hmm. i would prefer to drink in the summer 
Um, uh, but as is yeah. right now, I am wrapped up in a bunch of blankets. You can't really see from our Zoom call, <laughs> but I am wrapped up in blankets and I'm very warm. And but this is uh, it's pretty good. I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. I do not. This is Sarah, and I'm not really a fan of like anything below five percent. <laughs> like I'll just I'll, I'll drink it, but I'm I'm more of the like give me the biggest you know bang for my buck. Right. But I really love this. I love how it's tarty, but it's not mm -hmm. super sour. Mm -hmm. Like it's just yes. tarty. Like just a great. Um, just a really great hint of tartiness. I do like you said. Uh, really enjoy the citrusy undertones of it. Um, I I actually taste um, the peaches like like after it sits in my mouth for a while. Like afterwards, like way afterwards. It's it's, it's a little bit, but it's not too much. But um, yeah, I really enjoy it. This is definitely a summer beverage. I would totally love this underneath a tree in a hammock. <laughs> definitely, you know. Maybe uh, going to the country and stepping on some of those rotten peaches mm -hmm. that fell on the ground in, <laughs> in my bare feet. I think that would be awesome. But no, I'm really enjoying this. I I, I, I really like it. Um, I like their, um, what is it called? Their blood orange one mm -hmm. a little bit more. But yeah. I really like this in the series of the Juice Box series. So yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So are we ready to actually yeah. rate it, guys? Yes, I believe so. So just as a reminder, we rate our beers on a five-point system where one is flaccid, two is initial, three is partial, four is full, five is rigid, and if we have a beer that is, oh my God, so amazing, it goes off the charts, that is a Super Saiyan six out of five. So I'm going to go ahead and start, um, and I'm going to go with partial. Um, it is, I'm, it's very upsetting to me that I can't taste peach because <laughs> I wanted to taste peach. Um, it is very tart. I do taste more citrus, uh, like, um, grapefruity flavor and I do like grapefruit but I wanted to taste peach um, and I'm not a fan of tart beers really so but I could enjoy this on a hot summer day for sure um, and I don't hate it um, but it's just not one of my favorites so I'm gonna go with a three out of five for mm -hmm. the partial I am Sarah and I'm gonna go with the partial as well um, this is one of those beers that um, is way above the coronas and <laughs> yes uh, and the coronas out there or the dosekis or whatever or the modelos or budweiser or coors or whatever it's way above that but there's a lot of other beers that really pack a punch to my to my mouth so i'm gonna go partial because i do enjoy it um but this would be definitely like a maybe drinking while I do gardening or something like that. Like really like a, a beer I can work and drink at the same time with. <laughs> so that's my rating. Uh, this is Jen. Uh, How about you, Jen? And I'm going to go with a partial as well. I think this would be a lot more enjoyable in the summer. I'm not, not that I'm not enjoying it now, but it's, um, uh, it's definitely something that I'm... Uh, I feel like I would enjoy more in, in a later part of the year. But as is, I am enjoying the taste. Uh, I'm sipping it. Um, 
Yeah, the ABV. What was the ABV again on this thing? Four point five. Is I think a... it's like a four something. Yeah, so four point five. Uh, maybe I would have been more kinder to it if it was like a five point five or like at least five or something. <laughs> um, um, but as is, I mean, it's pretty tasty. So partial. It, it's it's a good it's a good beer to relax to. Definitely. All right, guys, it's now time for Chisme de la Semana. Jen, what is on so your Chisme de la Semana? today on my Chisme de la Semana is actually about a book release. The first new Death Note collection in 14 years will be coming out next week in Japan. And Ooh, it's going to be wow. Death Note short stories. So the Death oh, Note nice. itself is a very old series that ended sometime, I believe, like in 2008. Uh, and yeah. Oh and, wow! No, I didn't realize even it was older. that old. Um, uh, it it ended in two thousand and six, and then it was it ended in wow. two thousand and six. It was twelve graphic novels, and then a thirteenth one was published. That was kind of like a like uh, like trivia and stuff like that. And nothing else has been published in a collection. The series the series itself had a bunch of short stories that came out afterwards that came out um uh, in Jump SQ. Uh, for a while but now they're finally collecting those works uh, and they're going to be published into uh, into uh, a manga book and so it's uh, it's going to be a total of 226 pages uh, and it will include Death Note Akira chapter that was published just last year in March 2020 um, so no word as to when it's going to be coming out uh, translated in the States, but it will be coming out next week in Japan. So you'll probably be able to, we're probably going to be getting some like new lore and stuff like that or stuff that other people haven't been able to get because simply because Jump SQ, it was a weekly thing or like, no, I think Jump SQ is their more mature title. So it didn't come out once per week. Mm -hmm. I think it maybe comes out once a month. Uh, but they're basically their, their stuff is more limited and stuff like that. Um, or maybe I'm confusing it with another one, but it's going to be, it's going to be a bunch of new content for people in the States and even for some, uh, for newer readers and stuff like that who have always, cause there's always people coming in wanting to get into Death Note and stuff like that. So yeah. this is really, really exciting, and I cannot wait for it to be published in the States. I'm probably going to see if I can order it uh, off of their website and have it shipped to me uh, untranslated and see if I can work from it, uh, work back from it. But I am very, very excited for it because Death Note was one of the first uh, manga books that I ever read. Not even like the anime. It was like the one of the first mangas that I ever read. It was that one in Full Metal Alchemist. So I I'm very excited for Dang. this work. Mm -hmm. Very cool. That's okay. awesome. I enjoyed Death Note enough that I actually went and watched the anime on mm -hmm. um I don't remember, I Probably guess it was Netflix. Netflix. Um and tried to catch up to where I left off in uh in the book. 
And then I did, and then we met these new characters that I didn't like, and I stopped <laughs> watching. So, <laughs> but I overall enjoyed the book, and always wondered what I would do with a, a, it, a Death Note. It is an age-old question. In my little hat, little hands. It is an age-old question. We know when Death Note came out, and then all of a sudden, like people were, like school started finding like death notes with names on them and stuff like that because kids were emulating and of course it's, it's basically like a fucking burn book uh but right but like the japanese oh, yeah. version <laughs> except yeah, for you except die for you die pretty much. <laughs> uh, and uh, which and i believe for a while like the death note the manga was banned in some schools in the states and stuff like that yeah, really? because like people were just so like, oh, like kids are making like hit lists and stuff like that. You know the usual drama, but it's just like it's it's a story, it's whatever. Like it's just like, what would you rather have do? Like kids writing in a death note or something like that, or like going Columbine style on the school? I don't know. So mm. yeah, kind of mm. true, kind of true. Um, what did you guys think about the live action Netflix series? It doesn't Note? exist. I don't know what oh, you're I talking about. I didn't watch about. that. I don't know what you're talking same, about. Same, same, same. <laughs> what? Well, sorry, what was that? I didn't quite I didn't catch that. Please don't ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> um, I have a little bit of cheese. May have you guys seen the latest episode of WandaVision? No. Yes. Isn't it? Oh my god, super awesome. So all I can say is this. I know that you guys out there, some some of you in listening land, just did not like WandaVision. But I sincerely hope you give it at least four episodes because it's going to blow your mind. My mind mm-hmm. was blown. I went on a, a little like a rabbit hole, just kind of like somebody to break down the episode for me. But already I'm just like my mind is blown. So definitely give it another go, guys. Uh, especially just, I mean, if, if you're unhappy after episode four, please let me know. And that's Sarah at the comics <laughs> at gmail.com. Cause I, I'm down for that. Uh-huh. That it, Yes. Um, you guys have to, I, I can't for me right now. The only thing that is just to find the Disney plus subscription is WandaVision and it's, it's, uh, what is it called? It's it's worth its its price in gold right now for me. Like I right no, now, it like it's blowing my mind, and I'm just unhappy that there's not there's not many episodes that are gonna be uh, in this first season. So um, so I'm sad about that, but I I'm excited to see the next episode coming up. So that's my uh, cheese, man. WandaVision is what's keeping me through until the new uh, season of The Mandalorian can come out. Basically, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. and i mean i yeah. love i i did enjoy those Most first two definitely. episodes and i need to catch up to the latest episode uh that was just released um um but it's from what i've seen people a lot of people are saying like oh they should have started off with this episode instead of like the other ones and i'm just all like okay so there's probably gonna be action in it in it because a lot of that's what everybody was complaining about um uh, and we're probably going to be seeing like some like superhero antics more so so i i got that much from the latest episode so i'm just so like people's just y'all are so impatient like let them (laughs) let them tell their story i like for me storytelling is very very important and sometimes you need to lay down the groundwork of the stuff so you can't just immediately leap into action then it's just boring 
like the mm-hmm. yeah or yeah or no yeah. or no story development and i feel this one ah oh, that episode four my god i mean oh whew, talk about excitement and sexual tension for me i'm just like oh my god give sexual me more tension yeah, I mean, because it's so, it just like, oh my God, like, it just blows my geek Sexual mind, tension. you know, like, oh cool. my God. Like, got it. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my God, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know how, how to describe it, but it's just like, whoa, just whoa. Like, I feel like Keanu Reeves on the rooftop where, where he says, whoa, in Matrix, like it's. It's oh my god! I can't recommend it enough, guys. So if if you were disappointed for the first three episodes of WandaVision, please go ahead and watch episode four because it's gonna blow your mind. All right, guys. Now it's time for our book review. And what are we reviewing today, ladies? Today we have the pleasure of reviewing a book called Two. Hundred. Now, uh, you might remember if you are a watcher of our Las Platicas series on YouTube, uh, this little ditty being mentioned by Jules Rivera when we interviewed her. And if you haven't seen those interviews, it's broken. The interview is broken up into two videos. I highly recommend, highly, highly recommend you go back and you watch them because Jules is just so freaking amazing and talented. And she just had a lot of awesome stuff to share with us. So, um, Today, we are reviewing a book of hers that she has, um, uh, that she is the artist on, that she has collaborated with, with Jennifer Brody, who um, we reviewed, did we review or we just discussed uh, the Deep Spectre 6, uh, Spectre Deep 6 uh, book of hers? We reviewed it, yes. We We reviewed it, yes. Okay. So, they were the the, um, team that worked on that book. And they are the team now that is releasing this book in February. Uh, And so they are, um, this book is describing that those two are retreading a tired sci-fi concept in this sparse graphic novel. So apparently they're mentioning that it's not that long. I don't know how many pages it it was. It was 170 or something. Okay, so in a not-too-distant future, death by natural causes has been eliminated and all citizens live exactly 200 years, unless they can pass a test to prove themselves worthy of joining the elite 1% of quote-unquote millennials in permanent immortality. On her 200th birthday, Ava Thorne, whose husband Owen has already passed his 200th birthday and been euthanized, tries to escape her fate, only to stumble upon dark secrets behind the Millennials program. Though the character's development flirts with a few promising moments in flashback, like Ava's roller skating, meet cute with her husband, um, there is... Oh, wait, I was starting to read something else. So this is basically, they're describing it uh, as... um, like a Logan's Run like premise. I've never seen that movie either. So. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but I remember enough of the trailers to kind of yes, I remember a little bit about it. <laughs> so there, that is a, a short little synopsis. Um, it doesn't delve into the crazy 
plot twists and turns that happens in the story um, or the the shocking reveal and truth at the end but basically yes I thought the idea of like people living till they're 200 and then basically being having to go through this test and being judged uh, to continue to live on in immortality was like a super cool premise and I was really excited to read it when she told us about it so uh, and I really enjoyed it a lot um, Jules art brings so much to any story that mm -hmm. I read by her um, and this one was uh, even more fun because um, Ava looked exactly like yes, her <laughs> it is. And, uh, in her back matter Jules uh, Jules says like she was so excited to work on this book because the Ava was basically, basic, as Jewel said, Ava was her in her 20s. And so I was, uh, it mm. felt like a journey of like through Jewel's youth in a manner of speaking, even though it's set in like a sci-fi futurism kind of uh, book. And I, I just, I really enjoyed it. You can definitely tell that Jewel's cared about this book. Uh, from everything from uh, from the artwork to the writing and stuff like that and Jennifer Brody too but I really 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 enjoyed the book uh, even the ending which at first I was not so satisfied with but after reading uh, the back matter and how Jules described the book I was okay with the ending uh, but it's uh, oh man it's a wild ride it's a it's a wild <laughs> ride like you you basically hit the ground running with the intro of this book yeah. because uh it's it's Ava I was almost about to call Ava Jules. <laughs> uh, you yeah. it begins with Ava like it's her 200th birthday. She's getting picked up like by by she's being escorted to her test to see if she's like worthy enough to be a millennial and stuff like that. Uh and when she's picked up, she's already like, I'm not going to pass the test. Like, my husband's gone. I can't live without him. Uh, like, I'm not going to pass this test. Uh, until she gets to the testing room. And then, I mean, it's in the synopsis. So she gets to the testing room. And she doesn't even see this person's full face. But just by looking at his eyes, she's like, that's my husband. And so now the yeah. intrigue starts. And I'm just all like... Because you don't know if this is part of the test, or if this is, like, him pretending he doesn't know her, or if he doesn't actually know her. You, it, it, gets, it gets more chaotic and more, uh, there's a lot of excitement that happens, because now Jules is, Jules, oh my god, now, <laughs> now Ava is determined, like, huh, do I, like, do I pass the test? Do I take this test and try to find out the truth? Or do I just, like, book it out of here? Try to book it out of here and, like, get arrested but yeah. find out the truth. And it's, oh, man, it's it's an exciting adventure. Uh, definitely. And it's it was, it, it was a well-written and well-drawn book. And I'm very excited for the second one. Uh, for the second book. Absolutely, I agree. I actually uh, saw a post by Jules Rivera that I mentioned in one of our previous episodes where if you pre-ordered it, it snapped uh, a picture, a screenshot of your order, of your pre-order, and send it to 
uh, Turner Publishing Company that you would get a uh, pre-order exclusive, which I did. And I don't know if it's still going on, but it's worth a try. Um, I got a pre-order exclusive to download the art book Ooh. of Spectre Deep Six. Oh, and cool. that's never been released before. So I am a fortunate owner of the um, downloaded art book of Spectre Deep uh, Six. Where it goes through a lot of the character development, of the drawings, of you know all the stuff that is the back matter of how do you create characters their look their feel their you know their individual personality so i uh, i benefited from that little tidbit so um and i know that it the book won't be released until february 16th but i'm already like excited because mine is coming in the mail it's in the mail guys <laughs> uh, i ordered mine from amazon but you can basically order it uh from different sites i just personally like amazon because i have amazon prime but um, I love this story. I love the colors of the artwork. The artwork basically has like bright fuchsias, pinks, uh, really bright yellows and black and white. And it works on these different, uh, maybe a few little sprinkles of other color, but mainly those are the colors of the whole book. And she, and the thing that I love the most is like she does so much with just these uh this tidbit of color she does she doesn't go into like a whole palette of colors these these kind of like yellowy um yellowy greens these pinks these uh they're blushed you know it's just that she kind of stuck with this specific color palette that really makes it i don't know it's almost like mm -hmm. a dream state mm -hmm. for me and i really love her use of just flower petals throughout the panels i think that just it it almost seems like a love letter to kind of love or a relationship just it just i don't know it's just it's uh i don't know how to call it like whimsical endearing just emotional like and you see these ro these uh, flower petals throughout the comic book and its story and i think that it, i think it's sort of like for me it seems like it's kind of like showing you how um it's sort of like a love story but then in the sense it's kind of like a memory because the petals are already coming mm -hmm. off the flower i don't know i just i don't know i feel like there's a significance there but um the story itself is really awesome i um i love the main character ava lucia thorne married to owen owen is basically a guy who uh, kind of is a little bit of a wuss, kind of a scared to pursue new things. And Eva, she is so like fly by the seat of your pants. Let's go skateboarding. Let's have sex in the laundry room in a public laundromat. Oh, by the way, this is for mature readers. By the way, there is some uh, some nudity and some sex. But um, I completely enjoy everything. Uh, everything was a so endearing down to their bucket list they knew they were turning 200 so they made a bucket list and um they try to do everything on the list one of the things that struck me was the virtual tokyo mm -hmm. trip i know i was like when can we start doing those kind of things <laughs> exactly my thought exactly i was like this is something we should be doing now because of the pandemic like it <laughs> it, it actually it has mirrors of what we're living through right now from the masks, from the virtual trips, stuff like that. Uh, it just, it's really... For the low, low price uh, of an uh, Oculus Rift, it, you too can take a VR journey. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's about as close as we're going to get. So, I mean, one of the things I really loved was that how... Uh, Eva, she takes on smoking because she's like, she knows she's going to die. She's not going to, she's not going to try to uh, pass this test called the cat. It's a centurion assessment test. She's not going to try to pass it because she basically, her love is gone. He was euthanized. She doesn't want to live without him. Basically the last few months until up to her birthday have been like smoking and drinking in her apartment, Ah, like just waiting to die because... (laughs) Right, I want. I want to throw myself. I want to throw myself in your in in your uh, um in 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 on your casket when they're burying you. Like, I don't know about that part. Very like, tough, uh, though, I will. I will. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. So I mean, I really love that part. I mean, there's a lot of emotion, like when. She, you know, she finds the list and, you know, she's crying onto the list. And, like, this is this it, this little piece of paper is, like, the last that she has of her euthanized husband. And it just is so emotional in a sense. And, like I said, those those petals make it feel like a dream state. And But I absolutely love the action. There is so much action in this book, in this story, that I'm just like, what's going to happen? Like... It's it's a wild ride, like you guys said, and I really I'm I love it. I love the plot twists. I mean, I and the ending. God, I was just like, I can't believe it. Like I couldn't believe. I still I had to reread it again. I couldn't believe it. Like I'm like, what? No. But yeah. Anyway, I love this book. What do you? What about you, Kristen? Uh, I definitely love the story. I would love to get a physical copy of it because I read it on my tiny little iPhone. And I don't think that uh, definitely that platform does it does its justice to um, the art and being able to only read a story panel by panel without being able to see the whole page. But I really enjoyed the story. I I enjoyed. Um, the sci-fi element of it. And I I also think that those petals and the whimsicalness and everything are very relevant. And I think that that's done on purpose um, given what the ending is. Um, And so I think that... um, I think that I will give this a reread when I can have a physical copy because I liked it enough that I would want to reread it, but I want to like enjoy it in the way it's supposed mm-hmm. to be enjoyed. Well, uh, about the flowers, again, in the back matter, they uh, Jules gives a list of the flowers and their meanings. Uh, and where, yeah, oh, she, she does, does? Oh, if cool. you read the back matter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't read it all because I, 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 I read one little page, uh, but that was it. <laughs> they also include the original draft of 200 as it was introduced by Jennifer Brody because the Jennifer Brody apparently wrote this as a short story first. And so she includes the short story in the back matter yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And we, we get, of course, like um, uh, what this meant to Jennifer and what this meant to Jules. We get a bit more about the character designs and how they went about doing it and with the flower explanations and stuff like that. It, it has quite a lot of interesting back matter uh, as well that I I also, I would love this in a physical hardcover. Um, uh, I think it would do, that would do it justice. And I think uh, it would do Jules art a lot of justice to see this book in hardcover. So, mm-hmm. 
Again, this book comes out February 16th. We were just very, very lucky enough that Jules decided to share this uh, with us way back when. Um, uh, you can pre-order the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's uh, IndieBound, uh, or even uh, your local bookstore. Uh, or is it going to be available via Diamond? I don't know. Uh, actually, I don't know who the... The publishing company is one that I haven't heard of, so I don't know if they are... Mm-hmm. through diamond or not so um not sure about uh, ordering at a local comic book shop but it is definitely uh uh available to order via most um uh, online book retailers so 200 by jennifer brody and art by jules rivera yeah definitely so are we ready to actually yeah. rate it yes excellent uh, what do you i'm think, gonna Jen? give it uh three conchas uh, I really enjoyed the book, and I really enjoyed the back matter too, explaining the ending to me, uh, because like like of course I understood the ending, but uh, Jules' explanation for it made it even like made made it even better and made me really accept the ending as well. Uh, and I'm very excited for volume two, especially how Jules drew the that cover for uh, coming up for volume two with the dude in the leather pants. Uh, that was real nice. Thanks, Jules. Um, uh, <laughs> um, um, but I, I'm excited to read more of it, and I want to see more of Jules' art, uh, and more of this world that they've built, where, um, uh, people can potentially live up to 200 and even beyond. I really wonder yeah. what that would be like. Like, right now... I'm barely half a century and I'm tired. 200 mm-hmm. is a yeah, lot. Yeah, like at what age exactly do you like get the vaccine or like do you do you stop aging at 25 or do you like or do you choose yeah. like do, is it 21 or do you go all the way up to your 30s and then you can take it or like like what's what's the yeah. litmus test on here because let me tell you I wish I had my 21-year-old self a constitution right now. And I'm only fucking 26. <laughs> oh, man, I get you. Like, for me, God, I would I would really want my 18-year-old self, but with my mind <laughs> now. Yeah. Because my 18-year-old 18-year, 18 mind was, oh, my God. I just, ugh. She, she oh. wasn't all there. She wasn't all there. I, no, she was not all there. Like not really, not even. And I'm, I'm and I still have some screw looses, loose, but uh, loss. <laughs> but um, but not the eighteen year old me, man. That she was too just. Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, I would love that eighteen year old body just because I thought I was fat, but I was actually I've skinny. Seen picture, I've seen and pictures. I've seen pictures of eighteen year old you or like younger you. You're not fat. What the hell? I know, but I guess I'll, I don't know. You know, parents, don't be eating that extra concha. (laughs) And I believed her. (laughs) But (laughs) don't eat that extra taco. No, but uh, anyway, it it doesn't matter. I'm going to age and fuck it. I got gray hairs. I got some, you know, although, like, I got to say, 18-year-old me had a bunch of acne. And right now my skin is soft. So there's something to be said about 45. (laughs) 
but yeah, I couldn't imagine living to a hundred. I mean, I guess if I was a vampire, I'd be okay with it. I'd feast on rats. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I was just thinking that my mind went exactly yeah. to the same place of like, okay, if I was an, a vampire, like in all the vampire books that you read, they have to learn how to, uh, to like certain little, uh, tricks and tips on how to age so that people don't know that they are immortal so that they have to like move from place to place or, um, it's sad because they can't like have relationships because they die I guess if you don't turn them or I don't know I was thinking <laughs> the same thing just as we were talking about what it would be like to live that long because if vampires were real well I know what I'd be feasting off if I lived in Paris because they have a big Yucky. old rat problem by the Eiffel Tower why would you settle for rats I'm all down to not, I wouldn't settle for rats. Because it's, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to eat something like, uh, you know, like a coyote. Maybe they are... You are uh, missing the very obvious food like... link between vampires <laughs> and blood. <laughs> you don't have to kill people. Yeah. Just drink their blood until you're full. No, I know, but, you know, I'd have to get their okay and consent. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if Interview with a Vampire has taught you anything, you'll know that there's always a person willing to give you consent. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, all right, got it, got it. <laughs> well, anyway, we got all, all sidetracked because we all uh, don't know what we're going to do if we live to be 100. But um, this is Sarah, and I give it the whole panaderia because I absolutely love... The way the story is told, I, I felt that there was a lot of emotion and a lot of personal narration uh, inside the story, like within, you know, the dialogue, within the pictures, within the drawing, within the animation. Um, the colors were very amazing. And um, I just I scrolled over to the uh, information on the flowers. And I'm so glad I cut, caught that be before I even read the back matter, because it, it shows that she put it in there and it actually was something that I, I caught while reading the story. So even though it was kind of maybe something like hidden, it was in plain sight for me just because it felt like, like a dream or a past love or a past love story or, you know, something that, um, some of the emotions that were evoked while reading this. So I'm going to give it the whole panaderia. What about you, Kristen? So, this is Kristen, and I'm going to give it three conchas. Uh, I really love the story. I love the art. I loved the character development uh, and where the story went. And I actually liked the ending. Um, so, uh, even before I read the uh, the small part of the back letter, <laughs> the, the partial part that I read... Um, so, um, I'm giving it three conchas. Actually, excellent, guys. That's been our book review. All right, guys. It's now time for On My Radar. And I have something on my radar. Um, there is a show in development by the name of Slay. S-L-A-Y. And it's a W W. A CW series that's going to be produced. Uh, it's um, it's actually 
in development and produced by Regina King. And uh, it's actually, and she, I don't know if you guys know, but she was uh, actually, she's, ha there's Oscar buzz with her. Um, From on the Watchmen? No, Dictor it's oh, no, Dictor that's not a movie. <laughs> director directorial debut on One Night in Miami. Oh, and wow. you can watch oh. that on Amazon Prime. She did win an Emmy for Watchmen uh, for the best lead actress in a limited series. And uh, basically, Slay is um, it's about a bold, witty teenager with Afro puffs, leather boots, 70s cool, and thanks to her mother... Mother's ancient Africa, African bloodline, supernatural gifts, and the responsibility to use them to protect Virginia's historical, historic tri triangle. One of the most haunted areas in the country. From the forces of darkness. So I'm excited. We're going to get, I, I mean, it doesn't say if it's already in production, but I feel like we're going to get a supernatural black... Mm -hmm. uh, story and I'm here for it. I love the fact that they have African ancestry tied into the story, and so I'm I'm really excited. It's uh, Regina King is the executive producer, and so I'm very excited. She's doing a lot of great things. Um, like I said, she her di directorial debut is in the talks of Oscar buzz. So I mean. Uh, we know that she's a talented actress, but now a talented um, uh, director and producer. So I am all for this series coming out. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to. And it's on the CW, so we won't have to stream it on any like platforms that we actually have to pay for. <laughs> uh, CW usually is a free app for us to stream their uh, shows on. So I'm excited about that. It is free, but I can't get it on my TV. I have to watch it on my phones unless I catch it live on regular oh. TV. So yeah, because I, I only have a, an antenna. So if I don't catch it when it actually airs, I have to watch it on the app on my phone. And that sucks. So I'll have, uh, to, would make, that be something have to make that, uh, a, I'll have to make an effort to watch <laughs> it uh, when it airs. <clears throat> Would it be something that the Roku would uh, probably remedy? the Roku, but I don't have that. I just have a PS4, but, <laughs> and I don't think there's a CW app. There, on there might be. The other day I tried to do sci-fi. I tried to do sci-fi because um, Resident Alien is oh, out. Oh, that's right. And their first episode has aired, and it's on sci-fi. But um, yeah, they only sci-fi is available on Roku. Or uh, like Apple TV or whatever, but not through PS4. But it's available at Xbox. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. Xbox. Xbox. I felt I felt slighted. Things. Wow. <laughs> I, are you sure you can't get it from your like smart TV itself? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I. I. Um. I looked there too. My but smart yeah. TV is one of the dumber TVs. <laughs> Not as smart as the others. Right. It's a it's an older model. Oh, I'll live. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll be available on other platforms for sure. But uh, yeah, definitely going to keep you guys posted on whether they picked it up and are going to start production and the release dates in the future. And I know, Kristen, you had an On My Radar. Yes. So my On My Radar is a comic book that came out 
geez, when did it come out? There was like some DC shenanigans going on these last couple of weeks. Uh, so I can't remember. When. I think it came out this week um, or maybe last week. But regardless, it is a DC book. Um, DC's Future State Batman Superman. And as you may know, because I talk about it sometimes here on the podcast, I am not um, that big of a DC reader um, and also not that big of a Superman or Batman fan. Um, I feel like Batman is so pretentious and <laughs> I feel like Superman is so white bread boring. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I read this book (laughs) and I really liked it and the storyline was very interesting to me and the way that the writer um, played Batman and Superman off of each other in the in the um, in their conversations and just their personalities and everything I just really enjoyed it a lot. And you may recognize the writer's name as, um, his name is Gene Luen Yang, as the writer who wrote American Born Chinese and Boxers and Saints and that big hit of uh, last year, Superman Smashes the Klan. So, yes, you heard it here, folks. Superman goes up against the Ku Klux Klan. So, um, he's the writer that is writing this Future State uh, story, and he's going to be the writer that is going to be on the ongoing when Future State is over and all of the titles uh, restart and um, continue on. So, um, I'm really excited, and this is what Gene says about um, Superman and Batman from this series. Um, he says, I think of Superman and Batman as uneasy friends. They respect and care for each other, but they're also really, really different people. They share the same goals, but they have different methods for achieving those goals. Their friendship is built on what they hold in common, and usually that's enough. But in future state, it isn't and so that is a little bit of a premise of where he's going with this storyline it's a two i believe it's a two issue is it two or four no no i i want to say it's two but um a future state is only a two month running uh long um like event where Mm -hmm. um some issue some series are just two issues and some were up to four but i think this might just be two and jen you mentioned that bleeding cool reported that the number two issue of this future state batman superman was one of the most ordered issues yes LCS's. that is correct so i'm very interested to see what is going on in issue two um if you haven't picked it up yet uh Future DC's Future State Batman Superman, written by Gene Wen Yang, uh, the writer who is going to be taking over uh, the series when it starts anew. So definitely check it out if you can. That is on my radar. All right, guys, now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. And I have some Juntos y Fuertes today. Uh, Julio Anta, A-N-T-A, is a writer based in New York City, raised in Miami by Cuban and Colombian parents. His writing focuses on the intersection 
of Latinx identity in American life. And the reason it's on Mejutos y Fuertes is because there is a four-issue comic book um, that is available for pre-order uh, from Image called Home, H-O-M-E. Uh, Home is the story of a young boy who is torn away from his mother while seeking asylum at the U.S. border just as some something begins to change in him. He doesn't know it yet, but it's on the onset of superhuman abilities and will change his life forever. Julio Anta is joined by artist Anna Winsayski. Okay, I'm saying it wrong. I will post the name up because I'm saying it wrong. And uh, the color artist is Brian Valenza, letterer Hassan Osmani, and the cover artist by Lisa Sterl. Anyway, it's a five-issue miniseries and will be published monthly by Image Comics beginning April 14th, 2021, and is available to pre-order at your local comic book shop. So, if this is a comic book that interests you, I suggest you call your local comic book shop and pre-order this to be on your pull list. Um, also, um, he also will follow up this project by another comic book, a, a novel, uh, YA graphic novel called Frontera, and that will be published by HarperCollins in 2023. I know, it's really far away, I get it, but um, I have to say that it's definitely... Uh, something to look at for fu for the future. It's uh, Frontera is a supernatural borderline story that combines social commentary with a touch of magical realism. The YA graphic novel debuts from Julio Anta and Jacoby Salcedo follows Mateo as he makes his dangerous journey journey back home from to Arizona from through the Sonora Desert with the help of a new friend, a ghost named Guillermo. So that's a uh, that's set to publish in the summer of 2023 by Harper Alley. So that's on my Juntos y Fuertes. Um, so be sure to call your local comic book shop and have this on your pull list. It's a four issue uh, miniseries and I bet it's going to be amazing. I already saw some pages. The artwork looks phenomenal. So I'm very excited about this. Um, but also Kristen has a Juntos y Fuertes as well. Kristen. Yes, so today I have um, a guidebook that is going to be released um, soon, and it is uh, called The Access Guide to the Black Comic Book Community 2020-2021, and it's the first in a new series of guidebooks intended to introduce readers to black comic creators, publishers, and even retailers. The book uh, is written by comics shop owner Demetrios Fragascados uh, and editor Joseph Illich and journalist George Camarona III. It's published by Anyone Comics, and the proceeds from sales of the book go to the Dwayne McDuffie Fund, and Dwayne McDuffie is a black comic book artist, and his estate is using these funds um, to promote, um, uh, promote students of marginalized backgrounds. So um, there is a... Um, 
uh, a book coming out called, like I said, The Access Guide to the Black Comic Book Community, 2020-2021. So that makes me, that leads me to believe that there are going to be annual books with updated information. And that's super cool. I think that it's super important to give, um, to give, voice to creators who come from marginalized backgrounds and to have a whole book dedicated to that is really awesome and so it says the purpose of the book is to showcase black creators who have comics or graphic novels that have come out in 2020 as well as showcase publishers themselves and the ideas and goals they are setting in the new year Additionally, the book will highlight stores and conventions that are Black-owned or run. The book will be a vehicle, a vehicle for casual readers who feel overwhelmed by the options the comic book industry provides or from store regulars who may want to expand their horizons. Their goal and what everyone in the industry's goal should be is to get more people into comics. So that, to me, is amazing, and it is going to... Um, be available uh let's see it says it's available for pre-order now and set to arrive in comic stores on wednesday february 17th so that leads me to believe that it was orderable by in diamond so um contact your local comic book shop and let them know that you are interested in the access guide to the black book black comic book community 2020 2021 <laughs> All right, guys, and now it's time for En La Libreria. Jen, En La Libreria, what's up? Tell us all the news. So today in La Libreria, we have The Hostage, a graphic novel by Sal Abinanti, a full-color a full color graphic novel inspired by the culture and religions of Brazil, set in the favelas of Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and, it's at, and so this is a graphic novel, and it has already hit its pledge gold, of 25,000. It is currently at 33,622 and it has 319 backers with 25 days to wow. go. But what makes the hostage so interesting um, besides it being like, you know, about like Brazil and being taking place in Brazil, uh it's the fact that a lot of the um, a lot of the stretch goals and the benefits and stuff that you can sign up for are being done by big name creators like Alex Ross has done a print for it wow um, yeah wow. Uh, Bill uh, Bill went, was it some, Bill something but he's well known for doing a lot of like really cool DC covers and stuff Sky like that Sky Wicks or something like that uh huh so, something like that <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I know what it looks like yes and it's it looks really interesting the artworks look so uh, it kind of it reminds uh it reminds me of the ballpoint style of um uh, oh god lowriders in space no not uh not outriders in space it's um uh, i was it i love monsters or something like that oh no my favorite thing oh, is my monsters oh my favorite thing is monsters yeah yes it looks like it it has that ballpoint pen feel and style of the artwork and it's so vibrant and colorful and kind of weird as well and it's it it looks really really cool so i can't wait to see what it's about uh and like you can 
you can pledge without a reward and you can also just pledge a dollar to like yeah you know help back the project and stuff like that um, um and like you just want to help out but the base pledge is ten dollars and you get the digital edition in english and portuguese oh nice wow. yes and then after that the next tier is 35 dollars, and you get the hardcover edition and then for $40, which is the one that I chose, you get the signed hardcover edition. And after that, it'll build, the tiers build up and stuff like that. Um, uh, but at the base level, like the cheapest one that you can uh, back and get the book is at $10. Uh, and it looks, it, looks, um, it looks so interesting and so, so vibrant as well. And I think maybe the artwork is in ballpoint style but it's it's currently it's called the hostage uh and it's easily findable it is actually one of the kickstarter projects uh we love so you'll probably be able to be one it'll be one of the ones recommended when you click graphic novels but it looks it looks amazing uh so i highly highly recommend backing this excellent i love it All right, guys, it's now time for saludos. Kristen, you have saludos today. Yes. Today, saludos goes out to Yehudi Mercado. You may remember Yehudi as the writer of Hero Hotel, that all-ages book that we loved about the uh, protagonist uh, young boy who works as a bellhop at Hero Hotel where all of the superheroes come to stay and they're very pretentious and annoying. (laughs) 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 And it was so funny and we loved it. Um, But... I just happened to randomly come across the information that Yehudi um, actually designed the opening titles for On My Block. So if you are not familiar with On My Block, On My Block is a Netflix original series. And it's a show that is about a, um, it's a coming of age comedy about four bright and street savvy friends navigating their way through the triumph, pain, and the newness of high school set in the rough inner city. I believe that rough inner city is actually Los Angeles, um, East LA. (laughs) Um, But I watched the first season and it is so like soap opery drama teen angsty like I loved it like that's like totally my thing and I really enjoyed it and they don't pull any punches and they actually just had their season four um uh greenlit for Netflix and sadly it's going to be their final season but um, I wanted to give saludos to Yehudi Mercado um, for designing the opening titles which I had no idea that he did and also continuing to um, do his comic book work as well he had a free comic book day book come out uh, this last year which unfortunately um, did not get to experience a full free comic book day extravaganza as it may have in the past because of course as you know this last free comic book day was cancelled but uh, he's still out there working on comics and i highly recommend hero hotel and um most all of his uh books that he works on are just really great all right guys that brings us to the end of this episode girls where can they find us 
You can find us on Facebook at Comic Comadres and on Instagram at Comadres y Comics. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Comadres where you can send us a DM as well. You can email us directly at comadrescomics at gmail.com and also please be sure to like and subscribe us on YouTube at Comics, where we do our Las Platicas segment and we interview and talk to creatives and um, people that are working in the comic book industry as creators, writers, artists, uh, and publishers. So be sure to check that out. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening to us. I want to thank everybody who participated in our Quince drawing. Um, and congratulations to Monomythic for you have won the Quince hardcover edition. And we will be contacting you at, or contact us directly. Email us at comadrescomics at gmail.com so that we can mail you your, uh, your definitive bilingual hardcover edition of Quince. Thank you so much for listening. We have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.